everyone, and welcome to another episode of Schmidt and Lavelle. My name is Tom Lavelle, and as always, I'm accompanied by Mr. Timothy Schmidt. Hey, hey, no Arsenio Hall this week. We're just sticking with a regular, normal old hello. I think a heyo is actually Johnny Carson and Ed McMahon, isn't it? No, I think Ed McMahon is. Um... Doesn't he do the whole million dollar giveaway like Publishers Clearinghouse? Hello, my name is Ed McMahon. Yeah, wasn't he on the Johnny Carson show? I don't know. Either way, welcome to another episode of Schmidt Lavelle. <laughs> um, first and foremost, we like to say this at the beginning of every episode: we appreciate you listening. We love you. Thank you for listening. Followers going up yet again this week. Views are up. Everything's up, 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 and we can't do it without you. Thank you out there, the people that listen, the people that interact and, and are just along this ride of Schmidt Lavelle that we that we put out, this this content that we've been putting out, the show of all shows. And now's the time. If you're not doing it, pause. Go go give us a follow. Go give us a subscribe, particularly on YouTube, Spotify, Apple. If you're not already following us on Instagram, I feel like that's the best place to get our shorts and to get our little clips from each week's episode. We're both on Twitter. Follow us, TikTok. We're available on everything. Really get into what is the brand Schmidt and Lavelle. You're going to love it. New episodes every week, and we love you. All right, a lot to cover this week. First thing, let's cover some comments. Hold on, Mr. Yo, yes, go ahead. Before we go to comments, there was there was some complaints about Stack Girl, specifically from Stack Girl, and it was it was, you know, look, we like we like to get feedback on the show, and it's not always going to be positive. We're big boys, we get it, and we can take it. That's fine. But there was several complaints that the episodes aren't funny. That uh, I mean, I've been hearing stuff from other some rumblings. You know, we're wasting our time. This is just, you know, this isn't how you get followers. I would do this. I would do that. And what I have to say to all of that is thank you for listening. We appreciate <laughs> you listening. We love you. Um, and maybe we can we can bring a little bit more of a fun element to this week's episode. We always try to bring it. We've been putting out episodes every week. And maybe sometimes we get lost in the uh, the shuffle of trying to put out a show that to remember, hey, let's keep it a little light. Let's keep it a little zany. Let's keep it a little boom, boom, bang, boom, bang. A little, little cookie, a little quirky. A little cookie. Uh, cook. <laughs> My name is Coco and I swing. You know, you know right, what I'm talking stuff like about. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, a little surprise. I was a little caught off guard. I, she said we we go long winded on the on the comments, and maybe there's some validity to that, Tom. And um you know, Stack Girl, she she has an axe to grind, I believe. I believe that she's uh, she's not happy with her status on the show. Um, she feels that she she deserves some sort of platform, I believe, in the the hour long uh, window that we have here in in right. in our our podcast world that we do. And uh, not sure if she's earned it yet, Tom. You know, and and I'll stick by that. And I I would hope that she just brings more to the table than just complaints. Right. And right now I'm going to put a uh, I'm going to put out, you know, it's just almost like a like a GoFundMe for the Schmidt and Lavelle show. See, what I promised Stack Girl is once we got to a thousand followers on Instagram, she would then be allowed to come onto the show. 
and she has helped. She asks people to follow the show, and we appreciate that. So if you want to help out Stack Girl and get her onto the show, and you're not already doing it, go to Instagram and give us a follow. Tell your friends, hey, go to Schmidt Lavelle on Instagram. Give us a follow. That's where you get all our shorts, all our links. Everything's on there, and you really get to see the funny stuff that we get to put out. Thousands of views with every clip now, which is pretty cool. Our, our views have really gone up, which is exciting for us. And uh, you can help her out and possibly get her on the show. There are some rumblings that if she's on the show, our viewers will go up. She's a pretty young lady. And they say, you know, what sells good looking girls? Am I right? And neither no, of us that, are that. I think it's sex sells, Tom. You're right. But you right. know what I'm saying. People want to look at hot chicks. And well, I said, well, what is she going to do? We're not going to have her on here in a bikini. You know what I mean? Like, she's going to be on the show, you know. Like every ten minutes, we should have her come out with a with a card. Like yeah. ten minutes into the show, <laughs> like let's keep moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would take it one step further, Tom, and I would say that if if you want to contribute to the show and you want to get us to a thousand thousand followers, maybe you can replace that girl. Uh, you know, like hey, maybe you take her position. Maybe she, maybe you have more to offer to the show than stack girl because she's only got us about 18 followers i think in the last three months so if you can bring more to the table i would say we're open to replacing stack girl ah the first one to get us to a thousand yeah ah we'll see you know what if you do give us a follow tell them to comment like leave us a dm hey this is from so and so and whoever gets us the most follows will be our first guest on the show what a prize <laughs> How about amazing that? Amazing prize we just put out there. If you get someone to follow the show, have them put your name in the comments. The first one to do that gets free ticket to WrestleMania. No, wait, hold on a second. What's going on here? Why don't we give them a ticket to Royal Rumble on at January your, 27th? Yes, on January 27th <laughs> at Graham's Pub. All right. Let's get to the comments. And we'll try not to take too long on these, Stack Girl. From He Stiff, we'll always start with him. He Stiff, love the Anchorman sign off. Go Birds. Timmy, a uh, Anchorman sign-off from you last week. Traditionally, you had been doing the Captain Hook sign-off. We shared our Captain Hook video uh, on our story today, and uh, you decided to be switching it up, I guess, from show to show now. Yeah, I'm just uh, broadening my horizons there, Tom. Um, hopefully, people make it to the end of the show so they can hear the diversity that I bring to the table in terms of culture, mm. movie culture, because we're we're going to be throwing some some doozies out there at the end of each show. So, from W Tommy Five, you guys are pure entertainment. Hope you guys blow up, Holmes. I think Monday Night Football is next for these efforts. Oh. He said it all, but I try to not use foul language on the show because there's some sort of algorithm that says that if you use foul language, particularly in the first five minutes, they try to cut you off on the uh, on the YouTube. So I don't know if that's true or not, but I'm trying to hold back. All right, little known little known fact about that individual that commented commented he is part of the Five Foot Club, the Five FC. Uh, it's a little known club going around uh, the surrounding areas with individuals that are either five foot five and below. Really? Mm-hmm. Stack girl could be on that list. So I think it's I think it's just for men. Just for men. What a club to be in. Sounds like pretty awesome time. All right. Let's get to JJ Aquinto. Now this is from our Moriarty's wing review video. 
Thousands of views on that video. People love our wing reviews, and we love that you love them. JJ Aquinto, one of my J favorite. What? It's actually Jay Jaquinto. Oh, Jay Jaquinto. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Jay Jaquinto, one of my favorites. My aunt and I go there before we go to Broad Street Theater, referring to Moriarty's. From Jim Barnhart, 5874, he says, Great review. Just missing the price point. So I think we maybe will try to mention, okay, they cost this much. I believe it was around $15 for the uh, for the wings at well, you did, uh, Moriarty. You did capture the, the menu before I you told him in. that. Actually, I saw him and I said, well, we do. I do show a picture of the menu and the, the price is there. But, you know, when we do our stand in front review, we don't necessarily have the price there. So it was $15. You know, I would say this. I don't think we're going to met mention the price point too much unless it's like astronomically like, like one way or the other if it's like really the, cheap i'll be like what? like but the boathouse boat yes exactly Correct. and then from franklin parnell one of my favorite spots to get wings pre-covid hope you enjoyed them i'm curious what that means does that mean that they were good before covid does that mean he hasn't gone back since covid or like i don't understand what exactly that means i would probably assume that he hasn't been back since covid does that mean like does he not go out anymore he just hasn't gone back i actually don't think he lives in the area anymore he moved i believe so all right all right so timmy i want to talk about moriarty's real quick and our experience there first and foremost when we walked into that place i was like the outside looks cool it's painted nicely it's done well in that blue color looks like a cool spot and you walk in and it is awesome like an old school like irish english pub i don't know i'm assuming it's irish they had the stained glass chandeliers hanging there the old mm -hmm. mugs along the bar the bar top the bartender was telling us was this handmade that they brought in piece by piece they had playbills from all the the theater shows the theaters right there as one of our listeners mentioned all on the top they had you know just everything you, like just a really cool setting a bar like would be awesome for like a couple boys to hang out you bring a date there would be awesome it's just like a really cool spot yeah it's it's located right there at 12th i believe it's 12th in walnut um right across the street from the theater and this is a place that my old boss swore by he said dude this he had this as his number one wing spot he goes look dude this this place is the undisputed best wing in the city and you know i've been there a few times before uh it's been a while since i've been in moriarty's but to your point again the decor the inside just the vibe in that place is really really cool um, if you've ever been to Ireland and you've been into an Irish pub, I think I said this on the review, it has that same feel to it. Uh, uh very homey. Um, and, and it, it has that old English Irish like style of menu, right? Like the, I think right. they had like the bangers and the mash and shepherd's stuff like pie. That. Yeah. Shepherd's pie. Um, so really just like cool vibes when you, when you get in there, you sit down, they, they have Guinness on tap. It's, well, that was uh, something yeah. I wanted to talk about, Timmy. We both walked in and, you know, not that it was cold. It was a cooler day. It's a winter day. We walk in and it has that vibe, English, Irish setting. And you ordered a Guinness. I come in, I see that, and I say, you know, this is a perfect spot. I wasn't thinking about getting a Guinness, but as soon as you're in there, it's like you have to order a Guinness. 
-hmm. Now, I will say this, and for all the Guinness snobs out there, the Guinness was not poured correctly, first of all. Ooh. Second of all, when I got a refill on my Guinness, the same glass was used, and the foam that was at the bottom, the head that was at the bottom, just came up to the top and was sitting on top. Old, old, no one likes old head. Am I right? Old. No one <laughs> likes hate... old head, right? It's like Sifo. That like should be a T-shirt. No one likes old head. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, ancient I, head. Look, you uh, you pay attention to that stuff more than I do. Did not notice it until you mentioned it to me. Uh, it's a shame because I know how Guinnesses are, a Guinness is poured. I've been to Dublin. I've seen the professional pour over there, and I know people go over there to actually like train. Um, but yeah, unfortunate. Um, but and I will say this too, that it wasn't like it was super packed that the correct pour could not have been done, right? Like, we did come in in an odd hour. It wasn't like a happy hour. It was right kind of before that, in that dead time that typically bars and restaurants will have. But it wasn't like we had a full bar and the, the bartender's running around doing this and mm -hmm. that and just wanted to get the drink back to me. You know what I right. mean? So it yeah. was kind of just like, man, like, you know, just, you know, just a little just a little nugget there I wanted it to throw. Kind of sound like a get a snob yourself. You know what I might be? That's okay. Well, you know what? I pour them every day, and I would not do that to somebody. I would not do, you know, every single day, you know, and then you, you, it's more dishes, it's more work, it's more this and that, whatever. But hey, so, I do it. And if so, I'm doing it, listen, I enjoyed the beer. It was fine to me. Um, if you, if you have your preference and that's the way you want your Guinness poured, then maybe that's not the place for you. But we were there, Tom, for the wings. Correct. And, and the wings, well, you go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, look, I never, I like you had them before. Why don't you take the lead since like you were a first timer? Um, so <laughs> you want me because, you... okay. So the first time we get them, we ordered the uh, original Buffalo, their, their original sauce, I think it was called the house sauce or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then we ordered the sweet Thai chili, something like that, a Thai yeah. chili sauce. Thai chili. And so the wings come out. And she forgot our fries, but that's not a big deal. So the wings come out, and the look, the presentation was very nice. If you go look at our video on IG and the pictures on our YouTube thumbnail and everything, the picture of the wings, I mean, the, the big thing for us was it was a whole wing, Tim. And I don't know if it's because, you know, your boss had talked up these wings so much. You had had them. The place looked so cool. I was really like, man, these are probably going to be top shelf wings here. And I was disappointed. I was disappointed by the wing. I think that a whole wing is very difficult to manage. I think you'd agree. And I feel like when you cook the whole wing, kind of right around where the break happens, I feel is a little like, I don't want to say soggy, but it it doesn't get that crisp that it should have. You know, the drum was crispy and like the wing, but like that little, like the cartilage area there where it's like where the bend is, yeah. was a little like it wasn't crisp. And I feel like, man, that kind of like threw me for a loop. Very tasty, very good. And I think your, your grading as far as the John running was right, right on, you know? Yeah. And, He's number 69, so maybe a 6.9 for me. I don't know. John Runyon. <laughs> I was – so to your point, the the full wing I am completely out on. Me too. And it, 
for me, it's like, all right, let, let's take this into consideration in terms of eating wings. All right. I love wings. I love wings. Like, this is why we're doing this. I'm very passionate about wings. Um, if I could eat them every goddamn day, I would. Uh, and thank you to my my uncle, Fran, who really introduced me to wings down in Ocean City, Maryland, all those years ago. And I really got fully into them since then as a kid. But this wing, the full wing, you have to do all the work. In my opinion, I feel like it's laziness on the kitchen side for not actually cutting them. Like, it's, you have, everyone has this whole thing. Are you a drum guy or are you a flat guy, right? Are you, which one do you prefer? I I don't discriminate against a wing. But now I'm going to start discriminating against a full wing because you give me a full wing, I'm not eating it. I'm out. You know why? It's too much work for me now as the customer to actually break the wing apart because you know what? That wing that you have has probably a bunch of sauce on it. So then I have to get my hands completely dirty. Not that they're not going to get dirty anymore. You already know what you're getting yourself into in terms of, you know, eating wings, right? It, you, like you're not bringing a date. But this is not times, this is times ten, Tim. This is I this am is, never covered in yeah. sauce like we yeah. were uh, in Moriarty's. I'm sorry, it was all over us. We took that picture of you. I mean, it was a crime scene. It was it, like, what the hell is going on here? And is it laziness or, it, or like I think they try to pass it off like, oh, it's presentation. And presentation is important. I know it's not so much, but like it is important, and, and it looked pretty on the plate. Okay, but. Boom, you, you cut them, and I know it's a pain in the ass. You get the wings, you pull apart, you cut it, you take off the tail, and then you have your wings. That's how you do it. It's just, it's it makes it more convenient for, that'd be like them giving us shrimp scampi, and the shrimp isn't peeled in, in the uh, in the, in the the sauce. You know what I mean? It's like, we, we, we got to peel the shrimp before we can eat it in the, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, you yeah. got to cut them. Yeah, it's, that, that was like the frustrating thing for me. Um, now, taking all that out and judging them on basically just the wing itself. After I finally got all the sauce out of my eyes. Yeah. Sprayed my, down. Got, wet got the hose down. Yeah. And I broke the wing apart and I had the drum and I had the flat. I thought it was a very, very good wing. Uh, I thought the sauce was really good. The, the Thai chili wing was a little different it just like the sauce was like so sticky dude it was just out of control like that was really one of the bigger seemed like a generic sauce to me too seemed just like a store-bought sauce yeah but like in terms of just like the taste the flavor the cook on those wings on the on the traditional buffalo wings i thought were were really good which is why i gave them the john runyon score so again just a refresher you know we were asked this to come up with a a way of scoring these wings and we got the idea from our listener uh i forget what is obi one obi nom kenobi Obi nom kenobi and i actually was texting with him back and forth and he 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 said like hey man like this is this is how i kind of see it too so like we're gonna adapt that scoring system so any philadelphia sports player and we're going to look at their career and we're going to compare the wings to basically a Philadelphia sports athlete's career. And right. I felt like it was a John Runyon type wing. John Runyon was very good for a long period of time. Got into the, he was a lineman into the trenches, 
he wasn't like a Hall of Famer or anything like that, but you know, he was very good. And yeah, you know, when you're a lineman, you get messy down there in the trenches, Tom. And yeah. and it just it just was just too much work for me. Like I don't want to be on the on the offensive line, you know. No. So no. my my grading was John Runyon on this wing. Um yeah, and good. I had to go with you on that one. Perfect yeah, rating, was, I think. Just wasn't it just wasn't something that I'm gonna continue to go back. Like if I'm if I want wings, I don't want to work that hard for for wings. I want to eat them right down with them. I don't want to have to break them apart or anything like that. Just let well, me. Well, when eat you them think about John Runyon, like you're saying, you're thinking, you know, man, he was a good player. I really, you know, he was. You remember when he did this? Remember when he used to fall on people in the pile and you know uh, hit that extra jab? It was just like that scrappy kind of messy player but it's solid player good player it's not like sometimes one that you're thinking like all-time eagles you're gonna say well what about john run you know but like yeah. when his name's brought up you're like oh yeah that's good and that's kind of how the wing at moriarty's was oh yeah it's a good wings it's messy you know it's a classic spot but you know i would i would say it's a good spot definitely go there and check out the place though like i really yeah. i really did like that place you know I said I felt I told you at the end I felt like I was in a boxing match and after every wing I had to retreat to my corner to get like tailed down <laughs> and like yeah it right a, it was such a mess and uh, you know again I, we get it it wings are messy but like I mean the bartender just, even had a line for us she knew see that's the tell right there she had that line ready to go. Well, I used to watch Pete and Pete, and uh, there was somebody say, "Well, if it's messy, you know, you, you you know it's messy. That's what makes it great." And it's like, "Yeah, okay. How many people do you tell that to a week that complain about how fucking messy these wings are?" You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I didn't expect to have a sauce fight with uh with with my partner here in the middle yeah. of like lunchtime. Like it was ridiculous. Dude. Yeah. Uh, so. but as we're messing around here. Please go check out the place. Like we said, really cool spot. You know, if you're going downtown, I would highly recommend that place before you're going to the theater or whatever it is uh, that's bring around that area. Bring a bib. Bring your own uh, wet naps, and uh, they have them there. They'll take care of you. All right. Some more comments now. Let's get to from our Storm of the Century vis video from Lovey J's LMFAO. You guys crack me up. Hmm. Fun video. We had a lot of fun with that. The bar was involved. We were just trying to make something like, you know, like, oh, let's do it. Let's do it. And, and you might get some more weather reviews from Schmidt and Lavelle just because, you know, hey, the weather's funny and, and it's cool to see us out in the elements. But this is the comment that I want to get to now, Timmy, that uh really raised my eyebrows. I was like, what? What? What's going on? So from John Cardona 505. It's really sad when there are people around the world that are dying, suffering because of storms, Mother Nature, and your Lord God, Jesus Christ. I'm glad that a lot of people are taking things as a joke, but when the time comes, we'll see who's the one laughing and who are the ones begging and crying. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, dude, I just got hit in the face with an order of fries. You know what I mean? Like, what are you talking about? Are we in no way are we making fun of anyone that has suffered a, uh, you know, a natural disaster tragedy across the world? Like, what are you talking about? It was windy and rainy and we were just doing something goofy. Like, come on, dude, get a grip. I disagree, Tom. I feel like we were we were going directly at those individuals that have <laughs> suffered for all those years. 
That's the yin and yang of Nash. Schmidt and Lavelle. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, right. What this one's going- for you, Haiti. <laughs> is he a follower of the show? He follows us, yeah. I mean, I just, I don't know what, I don't know if maybe he was having a day. You know, sometimes these religious people, you know, they probably, get like. Yeah, he probably removed that Jesus fish from your car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he probably got some flooding in his basement and was just like furious. Like, ah, you guys, don't, you, you'll, you'll understand when, uh, you big, know, you're, you're going big, through it. He's a big Noah's Ark guy, you know? <laughs> yeah so that's what's actually what's funny with this comment is it's going to bring us to our next topic timmy right now i'd like you to rank the top five gods of all time all right start Ooh. with your number five four three two and one number five god sham god god sham god he's a basketball player i think for georgetown Hoyas. oh yeah number four zeus <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, we're not here to offend anybody. I'm going Even number everybody. three, Yahweh. Yahweh. That's way up there. It's gotta Yahweh's be. a good one. Top three. What a you name. Know? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't, you know, honestly, I'm getting scared now. I'm very superstitious with this stuff. I don't want to be <laughs> sacrilegious and uh, make fun of anyone's gods anymore <laughs> because I'm afraid of the repercussions that we might get. Top five gods next week on Schmidt and Lavelle. We're going to name the top five religions. And what is the true best religion out there? What do you think, Tim? I'm in. I'm in. And then we should do uh, best politicians all time. (laughs) I'm going number one. Current politicians, living politicians. I'm going number one. God has to be Gozar the Gozarian from Ghostbusters. Oh, wait. Does Thor? What about Thor? Thor's he's, a he's God of Thunder. God of Thunder. Thor's pretty there. badass. He's, Shoot. Uh, I don't then, yeah. Sham God might be out. Yes. All right. Let's get to our, our uh next comment. Wait, did I already say this comment? All right. Let's get to our next topic. Timmy, it's the big talk of, uh, topic of the week. Honestly, I don't even want to pay. I I I I I don't even really I'm not really happy we're even talking about this because I don't think they really deserve after the way they've played the second half of the season, really the whole season, I don't really feel like they deserve like much of our time. All right. It was pathetic. I'm glad it's over with. See ya. Like that was a disgrace. What was put out on the field. I don't know who to point the blame at. It seems like there's enough to go around and it's like, Get rid of the offensive coordinator. Get rid of the defensive coordinator. Should our head coach be here? All these questions are going on right now. Is there turmoil in the locker room? Is there like, you know what? Figure it out, guys. You go figure it out because I'm sick of you. So much bullshit um, leading up to, to this playoff game. And you just, look, the fan inside you wants them to win, right? Like deep down. Absolutely. You're, you're engaging into this, into Monday night football again. Like we complained about the schedule last week, but, and you're like, man, I just, maybe, maybe they got a, a chance to pull something off and be able to make a run like they did in, in 17, right. Or back in 2008, right. Like, but part of you in the back of your head, like knows it's not likely like just the way everything was set up, like the defense was was failing miserably. Um, and 
and the offense just was not in conjunction at all. Like they just, just were just so bad. It was just so bad. Everything was so bad leading up to this game. And you're like, maybe they're just, maybe they'll put it together. Who knows? Right. You just and, hoped. You had this hope that maybe because not only just with the Eagles and those runs in 08 and 17, like you talked about, there's been other teams that kind of limped into the playoffs and then for some reason got hot and made it happen. And like, you're like, maybe we could do it. You know, we had the, they did it last year. They were dominant, maybe, you know, and, and that was just pathetic. The one thing that gives you like the, the juice though, is like when you watch Dallas get absolutely pummeled at home by the Packers and you're just like, like I enjoyed watching that game more than I watched more than I did watching the Eagles game. Like oh, absolutely. The, I swear to God, in the last eight weeks of the month, I enjoyed that game, the Dallas Cowboys game versus the Packers playoff game, more than any Eagles game, which is a shame. Uh, and that's a testament to what they were putting out in the field. Like the product just sucked. And you know, the one thing I just, uh, Tom, I'm not going to get into X's and O's and break down the film like I was doing with my dad on the night of the game. He's like, can I just watch the game? I'm like, dad, watch his play. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, the answers just were not there. And it's not, the, the, the offense just didn't work whatsoever like they didn't have an answer to anything that the Buccaneers did throughout the entire game there was no adjustments there was nothing and like the game plan was awful like your quarterback was just hurt last week and you come out and throw the ball 35 times you ran it like four times in the first half like it the just approach to to a game it makes no sense and That that goes back to the head coach. Like you're the one that's approving this game plan. You oversee everything, and that's the reason why. Like I, I come to my my judgment is like, hey, look, I see Nick Sirianni, and I go, man, I I didn't think you could fire this guy, but like from what happened after the Cowboys game to what where we're at at this point, there was no answers for anything. Every single week, week in and week out. And he has to answer for that. So, and then, like, I had one other thing I had to add. So, look, they brought in a rookie defensive coordinator and a rookie offense coordinator. Brian Johnson had never been an offense coordinator in the NFL. And Sean Desai had never been a defensive coordinator in the NFL. You were just at the Super Bowl last year, okay? And you decided to bring in rookie guys in those positions to lead your offense and to lead your defense after being at the Super Bowl. So what did you think? Like, it was just going to run the same way? Like, did you think it was just going to, you know, hey, listen, like, I'm hiring these different guys, but, look, we got the same players, similar players. It's just it's going to work out. It's going to be fine. Well, guess what? It wasn't. And it was an absolute train wreck. It worked for 11 weeks, and then the entire NFL caught up to you guys, and you couldn't figure out how to fucking adjust. And you're sitting at home now, just like the Cowboys. You sit there, probably pointed and laughed, and watched them get their asses beat. And now you have questions across the entire roster. And in that in that locker room, and then Jason Kelsey is possibly walking away. It's all 
it's not falling apart. Like you have good pieces in place, but like you need the right people to do their job. And Nick Sirianni got it right in in the first year. He picked he picked um Jonathan Gannon and he picked Shane Steichen and they were pretty decent coordinators if you're looking at it from yeah, obviously from Bird's view right now. And you got I mean, I don't it seems like they're bringing him back and he's gonna have an opportunity to bring either fire his coordinators and bring in other people or stick with the same shit. And if you stick with the same shit, this fan base will rebel. And the first crack you see next season, they're gonna ask for his job just like they're doing already. So that's all I have to say. Sorry about being long winded. No. I hey, I get it. It's a tough thing. It's a tough thing to say. And you know, before last week, before this past week, I was the same way. This guy, I think, deserves another shot. Three playoff appearances in a row, a Super Bowl appearance. But, man, that second half of the season was so bad that you're thinking, is this what we really have here, you know? Maybe that's the paranoid Philadelphia fan, and uh, it's just the it's way just we are. Three years he's been in the playoffs, three years in yeah. a row. He went to the Super Bowl last year. I mean, you have to give that guy – some rope, I guess, but I mean, he hasn't shown that he could fix something, right? Like he's, it's been smooth sound for him until this year. And then all of a sudden, well, we'll see what he's really made of, you know, and uh, a couple key injuries and stuff like that, you know, our our linebacking core was depleted, you know, I forget the name of the linebacker we lost, but it was right. Kobe Dean. Kobe Dean. That was, Week 10, I believe we lost him, and it's like he was hurt all year. Like the guy's been hurt his entire career. They drafted him, they think he was gonna just step in and and fill a void, and he just hasn't. He just hasn't. And the guys they kept on shuffling in they just have not filled a void. Yeah. Line the linebacker play has been such a big issue, but like the biggest issue, in my opinion, is the defensive line. Like the defensive line just was so shit this year. It, like you didn't get the production from Josh Sweat. Uh Davis, Jordan Davis is basically a boss at, at this moment right now. Like he was supposed to be your big pick from two years ago, and he's barely developed at all. Um, I mean, Hassan Reddick is was decent this year, but he got you 10 sacks. He, he kind of underperformed, in my opinion. Like they it he just wasn't as fierce off the edge as he was last year. And and it's a shame. But I mean, that's got to be better. That's what you're investing all your money in is the defensive line and the offensive line. That's where you have to be good. And the offensive line was shit, too, in the playoff game. But Oh, awful. I, I, I'm, I, well, what do you think about bubble screens, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there was a stat out there that someone someone put out there, and I saw it on Twitter, and then I saw it on uh, He Stiff's uh, Facebook wall. It was like, the Eagles ran 690 you know, screens this year for negative 26 yards. And the comments underneath this thing were, like, just insane. Tom. We lost 26 yards on the screens for the total of this year. 690 plays minus 26 yards. Wow. Tom, Tom so, again, someone put that out there as a joke. Oh. <laughs> okay. Tom. Tom, they played 17 games. Yeah. That, that would mean they ran 40 screens a game. <laughs> so oh, I just it, I just listened to the, the last stat, the negative yards. I was like, we lost yards on this on right. the screens. And like people were freaking out about it. It's like, listen, 
yeah, we get it. The screens were bad, but like people were going <laughs> like, oh my God, it's unbelievable. Like, look at this. Like just misinformation, but at the same time, it is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. So let's move on. Timmy, after we had our wing night, we uh we we parted ways and I was headed out that night. I was going to the Sixers game. I went to um what was called the assembly room. I've got assembly room tickets. Have you been to the assembly room at the uh, Wells Fargo Center yet? Yeah, it's it's uh up in the it's uh, all the way up top. Like that's where you have to put your own seat together, right? Yeah. You you go up and you assemble it. You assemble it, right. Well, you 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 pick your own. It's more of like I want to say like a loungy area, you know, they had like uh, some leather seats there. There's TVs all along the walls. It's basically the whole perimeter of the top floor. And they had some front row there. Really cool spot. If you haven't done that, for 50 bucks, you know, you get your face value ticket. You can go to a Flyers game or a Sixers game or whatever. And uh, it, it it's a fun thing to do. And I, and I enjoyed it. And I'm just kind of putting that out there for people that are listening if you haven't done it and you say you got a group going down you don't know what to do it's fine for kids it's not as busy as the other places in the stadium and the bathrooms are more accessible the bars more so everything's right there for you to grab whatever it is you want there's high top tables lounge seats whatever and i i really thought it was cool so me and a group went there it was my buddy's 40th birthday um I didn't pass out on the side of the building this time. After that, they were like, what are we going to do? We went to this place called Yakitori Boy. Have you ever heard of Yakitori Boy, Tim? I have. Have you ever been to Yakitori Boy? It looks, sounds like, Tom, you, you went in for some old-fashioned... <laughs> oh, boy. Did you go in for some uh, some singing? Some little, little Asian karaoke there, little, Tom? Little... Uh... Karaoke, as they say in Japan, karaoke. Yeah. It is funny. That is how you pronounce it over in Japan. It's karaoke, and uh, it comes over to the states, and it's karaoke. But uh, it's a karaoke bar mm-hmm. for those out there listening. They have the big screens, a microphone. They have someone that like kind of DJs the whole thing. They have like a club like atmosphere up there. There's a cover charge to get in. Yada yada yada. We went in and. We were going to have fun no matter what we were doing. I don't know whose idea it was to go there, but uh, we end up getting in there and it's like scene of karaoke and it's a bizarre world, the karaoke scene. Have you ever have you ever gotten a chance to, to look at that? Have you ever sung karaoke, Tim? Tom, I'm, I love karaoke. Do you? I'm a big karaoke guy. No, you're not. I am so in on karaoke. All right, Do you have a, a a good a go to song? Oh yeah. What's your go to song? Uh, well, we'll get to that. Let's just we, we, tell me the vibe. Give me like I know you have your own room. Did you get so your they, own room? They had no. We didn't get our own. Room. Or did you they, go out into the community room? Did you? We were in the community. In the community. We were there. Oh. We we're in the community. That cost you ten bucks. They have like a bottle service like area, like a couple steps above where like people go. And they sing. And what ended up happening was there was a party of, I think, ten nurses that showed up. Right. Hello, nurse. Yeah. Right. And so (laughs) there was one girl that we were calling the big girl. She was very tall. And there was green dress and black dress. And black dress was like they were they were all little, a little zany. 
and black dress was really crazy and green dress was semi crazy. And so they were doing all this thing and they're going around, they're harassing kind of the guys in our group and this and that. And uh, you could tell some of them were out for blood. You know what I mean? They were trying to go home with, with something. And it was like, man, this is uh this is pretty crazy, but the overall vibe, it was a fun place. Um, you know, I, I did enjoy, I sang a couple songs, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't go there very often, but I will say that I did. I did do fairly well with this song that I that I did sing. You know, I did uh, "You Got It Bad" by Usher. You ever hear that song, Tim? <laughs> what? Oh yeah, you you got it bad. Huh? You got it bad. You know, a love song really brings the the crowd together. I know that from uh, experience. And at the, uh, it, it, I've heard songs over the years at the jukebox and ones. If you read the crowd. That was one, and it hit. And even the uh, the DJ was was loving my selection at that point. You know, one I point a, I, I got a, a woo from her, we, and like, can we get a sample here? Oh man, okay. Wait, when you feel it in your body, you found somebody who makes you change your ways, like hanging with your cool. Yeah. So jack like you're ready, but you don't really know. And everything in your past, you wanna let it go. I've been there, done it, hung around. After all that, this is what I found. Every one of y'all is just like me. <laughs> it's too bad that you can't see that you got it bad. <laughs> you got it. You hey, got it hey, yeah, that's me. In your car, right? <laughs> Flowers, cards, and candy. <laughs> what a song! What a time! What a moment! Yakitori boy. I mean, it was fun enough place. I so, wouldn't be going up on the balcony like. I guess if you're going to be spending a certain amount of money already and you know that, but they do the whole thing at the club. They got like, like they put the light and like sparklers on this yeah. bottle and they carry it out. It's like, okay, you know, I would be embarrassed. I'm like, just, just bring the bottle, please. Yeah. <laughs> now that was, um, look, Yakitori boy was a place that we used to go to whew, a handful of times back, like in my twenties. Like that was like the thing. How long has it been around? It's a long time. It's been really. A oh yeah, that place is like right on. It's in Chinatown. That? like, That's all. Yeah, I know. right. Yeah, right near. Um, not market. Um, shit. What is that? It's like right by the convention center. It's like right before the convention center. Anyway, okay. but we used to go there a lot. Um, I'd probably say I've been there like anywhere between like five and eight times. But like that's not where I like karaoke is a tough thing. You. Like you hit it on the head. Like you need to pick a like a song, please, like a crowd pleaser song. Right. You can't just go up there and be an asshole and just like, dude. I remember I used to work at um, Castle Rocks. Okay, and Castle Rocks on Wednesday nights had open karaoke night, the whole thing, right? And me and my buddy John Barryman, we used to do um, Queen, and we used to do Bohemian Rhapsody together. So I was working there as the doorman, but he would call me up and I would go up. And we'd do like a whole Bohemian Rhapsody thing. Okay. And like the, the crowd loved it, dude. It was nuts. But then you had this dude who would show up every night, every Wednesday night. And his name was The Hammer. He, I know me, exactly who you're talking about. Are you serious? Oh, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> 
because we've done karaoke and he usually sings like Frank Sinatra and stuff like that. Are I you think. serious? You I swear to God, I know who Hammer is. I know his real name too. Do you know his? Do you know? I who don't. Let's okay. not put it. Well, out I don't there. want to put it out there, but yeah. I'm aware of the Hammer. You know. So he would. Call, <laughs> it's not he unusual would... to be like <laughs> he would sing shit like that. No, so like back in the day, he would go in there and he would sing Prince Kiss. And it was like, <laughs> right, like what, what are you doing, dude? Like, what are you doing? What exactly? Why are you singing this song? Like, you got to, for the people out there listening, Hammer is, he's probably right now, he's probably mid 50s, I would say, right? And he's got like dark black hair that he slicks back, yeah. you know, and uh, kind of like, Almost like a like you know I guess like an Italian guy I would say but like just a strange cat you know what yeah. I mean and he it, it, what's funny is not only have he come when we've done karaoke at our bar I Adobe used to do karaoke and oh. I would see him at Adobe singing karaoke and he I remember the one time he was there and I knew knew him and he was like there was one lady that was and he was like so mad that she was like ruining karaoke. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I was like, all right, hammer <laughs> chill, dude. Yeah. The, uh, so my greatest performance of all time was at the Adobe. You just brought that up. Perfect segue. Oh boy. So we were there on, I think Saturday night was karaoke night at the Adobe. And for the listeners, the Adobe cafe is a like nice little Mexican restaurant. Um, that was in the neighborhood in Roxborough. How dare and they would you. have, and they would have <laughs> what? No, I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> they would have um, karaoke every Saturday night, and it, it, very popular. It was uh, popular, and people would go there and sing karaoke. It was a great time. And dude, I went there one night, and one of my one of my favorite songs, one song that like in my mind, I know I sing like pretty well. Was Stone Temple Pilots plush? Okay. Yeah. Time, time, wait for tomorrow. So, dude, I grabbed the mic. Yeah. And I, dude, I'm singing it up front, and I know the words. I don't need the prompter. I started working the crowd, dude. And I was hammered out of my mind. I'm I'm through the entire dining room. I'm walking around. <laughs> and I'm like putting Mike and eating mozzarella or uh, you know, eating nachos it, as you go. It, it was <laughs> it was a scene, man. I got got done, I got a nice little pause, and that was it. But it was just like a moment you walk off, you kind of like felt like a rock star. You're like, dude, I just fucking crushed that. And then like you look back at it, you're like, yeah, it wasn't that great. Well, the terrible. worst is when you see video of it and you're like, yeah. oh man, you think you're up there killing it, and you're like, I yeah. can't sing at all. Um, dude, I, I remember one thing th happened to me, but uh, go ahead. No, I remember uh, one other time it was an ultimate fail. Incubus is one of my favorite favorite bands, and really, I was in. I was in a bar in Connecticut with our HR director at Red Bull. And we were like, let's go out and have a drink. So we were out having drinks. And then like one thing led to another and I was starting to feel pretty good. And like, she's 
she was brand new at her job and I'm sitting there like I've been at the company for a while and I'm like I want to sing I think I'm going to sing karaoke and I went up and I requested Incubus Stellar oh man that that's a uh, that's a difficult song to sing on karaoke you're stellar dude me me in outer oh, yeah. space I sang it in my head a million times I've I know the song. Like, we'll hold you close dude, if you're afraid of heights. Yeah, and yeah. when you get when you get on karaoke, it's the like you're you're unsure of the words again. Like, there's times where you're just like, hit us with the uh, with the end of it. It, it just, what's that? Hit us with the like with like the the big. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And meanwhile, I thought in the middle of the song they say rock like I thought they say Roxanne. And it's just like oh, oh Roxanne. Stella. Like it's yeah. like it's so different. And you're like, wait, that's I found out like that's the word? <laughs> I was so off. And she was like, I came back after I sang the song. I was an absolute train wreck. She was like, dude, that wasn't that great. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. I was like, I know. <laughs> this yeah. is terrible. I yeah, was like, it's, it's karaoke, baby. Like, just relax, you know? I'm just singing. Yeah, but like, karaoke can bring out the best and worst of people, but uh, it seems like you guys had a good time down there. <laughs> we did. And I will say the one time, and not to not to brag, I was out. We were we were at a, uh, you had a, a bachelor party and the karaoke at the bar. There was a lot of people in the bar. It was packed place. People were getting up there singing, whatever. And it was kind of a cool, but we didn't really have anything good. And then, boom, my friend's like, Tom, you got to sing something. I said, all right, put, play the, tell him the, my name, put this song on. Signs me up. I went up there and sang Part of Your World from The Little Mermaid, Tim. Mm-hmm. And I tore the house down. And so, Look at this place. Yeah, yeah. isn't it? Look at this stuff. Look at this, oh, stuff. Look at this stuff. Isn't it neat? Wouldn't you think my collection's complete? Wouldn't you think I'm a girl? A girl who has everything. everything. So... I sing that song and like every chick in the place is like singing along with, you know what I mean? It was like this whole thing. Right. And after this, my buddies were like, dude, that was fucking awesome. Blah, blah, blah. Like you just killed it. And they're like, who knew? Lavelle was up there singing. Blah, blah, blah. So we come back and there's like the wedding, you know, a couple months later, we're at the wedding and all the guys that like were in the wet, everyone's like, dude, fucking karaoke and my wife was like what <laughs> happened at karaoke <laughs> that every person is coming up to you like you should have seen it it was amazing you know blah, blah, blah. And i was like i don't know but it was some sort of a magical moment Tom, I have, magic moment i have this image of me um there's one song that i i do really love it's from uh you know the dracula song by uh jason um what's his name Oh, Jason's uh, Seagull. Seagull. Yeah, yeah, Seagull. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. The one where Dracula's Lament? Yeah, Dracula's Lament. Yeah, I the, love that song. And the feisty Van Helsing, I swear <laughs> that I will kill him. I will <laughs> play him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. Blood runs down his face. <laughs> 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 the feisty Van Helsing, I swear to God, I will slay him. Slay him. <laughs> <laughs> Die. Die, 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 die. 
I can't. I can't. <laughs> what a line. I can't. Dude, one time. <laughs> oh, my God. The one time I was sleeping and I was dreaming about I was I guess I was killing vampires and I'm dreaming about killing vampires and I'm in bed and like I'm having this like very vivid dream and we're doing this and that and uh I like roll over and I wake up right and I wake up and I open my eyes and my wife's there laying there and her eyes are open and we like I roll over and I see her and I and I just go well come to think of it vampires are already dead like out of a deep sleep and she was like what <laughs> what are dude. you talking about uh, yeah i did i love that song i've been like practicing i'm like if i can learn how to play the piano i can it's getting kind of hard i think things are gonna get better i can play the piano timmy maybe that'll be a video we do one time <laughs> i'll play the piano and you sing the song uh... i'll learn the song maybe that that'll that'll be a video that goes we'll, we'll get you dressed up as dracula <laughs> <laughs> I would, dude, I would love it. I would. That would love be it. awesome. All right, Timmy. One more, uh, one more thing. I want to, I want to talk about real quick. And we've, they've been getting a lot of buzz lately. A lot of, a lot of talk. And we were talking about them today. The Philadelphia Flyers. I'm super excited for this team. I love what they've been doing. Four wins in a row. I believe we're in third place in our division, but just like a point or so behind. It seems like they're clicking. We feel like we want to go to more games. I'm excited and playoff hockey. So I guess what I want to talk about, what is the most superior fan viewing in-person experience when it comes to the four major sports? Well, you're obviously leading with one of my favorites um, because of the design of the show. (laughs) (laughs) We do... We don't rehearse any of this, folks. We we talk about it. We don't rehearse it. But um, I told Tom earlier that my favorite sporting event to watch live is easily hockey. And it's been that way for years. It's just, in my opinion, the, the element, um, the cold from the ice, the sound that you hear actually coming up from the ice, it's more of an intimate atmosphere because it's a smaller venue. Um, and like one of my first experiences ever watching the Flyers was at the Spectrum, which is regarded as one of the best venues to ever watch hockey, uh, especially how imposing that crowd was. But hockey for me was one of my favorite sports to watch. Um, not growing up because I didn't really get into hockey until like I was 12 or 13. Um, and I just love, I just love watching hockey. And I, I, uh, I think we probably, brought this up last week i had my daughters down last last time at the at the game and they just really just embraced it more than you could possibly fathom like at that game and so like hockey for me is one of the best sports to watch live yeah i love it i don't think there is a better viewing experience in person than a playoff hockey game and i've been to nfc championship games I've been to NBA uh, NBA Finals games. I've been to World Series games. I, by, by like a, a significant margin, the Flyers home playoff hockey games, especially when you get into those later rounds. I've been in the Eastern Conference Championship. I've never been to a Stanley Cup game. Man, it is intense 
from the moment they drop the puck, you're on the edge of your seat. The fans are like the most rabid fans you'll ever see in your life. Everything is big time, the back and forth. And when a goal is scored and the place goes banana, like it is just out goes of what? this world. Bananas. Yep. And a new a new word for Schmidt and Lavelle. It goes, it, it's it's out of this world. And the whole experience. So I guess this is just, hey, if you're not paying attention to the Flyers, we might finally be getting playoff hockey back in Philadelphia after what a four-year drought. And because nice... you can't really count COVID because there were no fans when they played in the playoffs. Yeah. Now it's been it's been a hiatus since the Flyers have been that uh, been in the playoffs, and no one expected it this year, which is always it makes good for a year when like a team performs above the expectations and that's what the flyers are doing and, and it looks like they got some like some really decent players travis connectney just got the uh the captaincy which I, every flyers fan in the world will tell you is so important every hockey fan in the world will tell you is so important um look they were playing fine without him being the captain i'm sure that with wearing the sea is gonna it's gonna go far with uh, all the other players in the locker room but it's just cool. Like Travis Konecki's your best player, uh, probably. He's been actually. the unsaid captain. You know what I mean? He's been the captain. You well, know, Couturier, but... Couturier doesn't seem that like vocal kind of a guy, but he's been gone for for two years with his back injuries and stuff like that. But he's come back and he's playing at a high level. Konecki's playing incredibly well. Um, you know, we talked about uh, some of the other guys that have played well. Uh, Owen uh, Tippett has been playing. Yeah, Tippett's been out Just, of his mind. Farabee's had a couple goals in the last few weeks, so or in the last couple games. But like they're just playing at a high level. Um, you want to give credit to Tortorella, so be it. But absolutely, I, I would give credit to to the guys that constructed this roster. Um, and Danny Briere and and Keith Jones, uh, two guys that we highlighted at the end of last year as our unsung heroes of of Philadelphia sports in 2023 because they really got this team back on track. Um, look, not sure if it's going to lead to anything. I said in the beginning of the season, more, more than likely they're not going to make the playoffs. They're halfway through the season. They're in a playoff position right now. They're they're winning games. They're winning tight games. The power play starting to come around. It's it's exciting. Like their goal. Yeah, it's exciting, and the and the gold tang has been really good this year. Um, so we'll we'll see where it plays out. But like, again, I don't expect them to go crazy at the deadline, um, the trade deadline. But if they're gonna add a piece or two, so be it. But don't sell the farm. Don't sell. Don't mortgage your future for. Just let this roster play out, in my opinion. So just let it go, let it develop, and we'll see what happens. Amen, Timmy. And you know what we got to do on the Schmidt Lavelle show. And this is what we're going to do. We're going to let it go. We're going to let it develop. We're going to see how it plays out. And we're, we're grateful for you coming along the ride, the journey with us and, and watching what we're having to do. We got new things planned for you this year. We've been doing a lot moving forward. Videos are up. Views are up. Followers are up. Everything's up. And we can't do it without you. We appreciate you. We love you. New episodes every Thursday where we're talking everything from Philadelphia sports to dad life to karaoke. So hopefully you enjoyed it. If there's anything you'd like us to talk about, please send us a message, send us a DM, a text, whatever it is. 
Let us know what you'd like us to talk about. Wait, hold on a second, Tim. Timeout. Before we go any further, I did want to do something real quick. We we talked about wings earlier, and maybe you could just pose the question. We're going to put a poll up on our Instagram and our feed, and the question's going to be, which do you prefer, the cut or whole wings? Now, when we're talking about the cut or whole wings, you know, the mess that you get from eating a whole wing is this because some people are, are defending the whole wing, but you go ahead, maybe pose the question how you would like it for people to to understand where where this is coming from. I just want to know if people prefer the wing cut. So do you prefer a drum and a flat, or do you prefer an entire wing, which is the drum and a flat together? And you have to do the work yourself. That's It's either one or the other. I'm not asking if you like the drum or the flat. Like, everyone has their choice over those two. But yeah. I'm saying, like, would you prefer, like, an entire wing in itself? Like, would you prefer doing the work and, and eating it in that manner? Or would you like it cut for you? So you can pick whether you like the drum or the flat. Or would you like it like just because it's way easier to eat? You know what I mean? And it's so much more let's convenient not, and it makes not, the thing so much better, you know, that you can just grab a flat or you can dra- gra- grab a drum. You vote. Would you like to have it be way more difficult and eat a whole wing and have to tear it apart and get sauce all over yourself and be like a complete mess? Or would you prefer the other option of it cut for you and you can grab the wing and eat it and maybe just get a little little sauce on yourself? It's up to you. We're, we don't want to sway you in any way. Mm-mm. You please answer the poll. Which do you prefer? I mean, <laughs> you can prefer a psycho over a normal person, but I mean, that would just be simple to choose, right? Yeah. Yeah. Psychoville and I'm the mayor. I mean, clearly, I mean, I hope these people make the right decision. The thing is, I don't know if there's a ton of places that give you the whole way. You know what I mean? It's usually, they're usually always cut. I mean, majority of, I would say 90% of the places that you go to get wings are all cut. The other 10%, Tom, cozy if you're Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> dumb, right? The other places, dumb. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for Schmidt Lavelle. We love you. Please give us a follow, share, like subscribe all that stuff new episodes every week timmy what do you got to say to all the schmidt lavelles before we sign off hi i'm looking for ray finkel and a clean pair of shorts (laughs) (laughs) all right we love you until next week have yourselves a great weekend schmidt lavelle my name's tom lavelle for timothy schmidt we love you that kind of surgery can be done over the weekend